Glad Tidings, you're rocking it. Hey? Right? <clears throat> and um, I, I honestly believe we had a bunch of fun this morning, and um, we're going to have even more fun now. Because I just believe, like, God is raising up an army, and it's like an army of, of sons and daughters, hey. And it's, it's an army that understands that, like, their home and inheritance in heaven is actually meant to transform the earth, right? And that the very urgency and fight that exists in the heart of God in heaven is supposed to exist in us too, hey? And that, like, the very, like, the Spirit of God that came and rested on the Son of God and when we were baptized into the Son and died from our old life and were co-resurrected into Him, fully identified as, as children of God, that, that same measure of the Spirit that was on Jesus now is ours. Hey? So it's just like, <clears throat> it's just good news because like what I know so many of you already walk in is like that healing is for today, right? And deliverance is for today. And freedom and salvation is for today. And that we've all been qualified to actually walk with God because of Jesus. We can actually walk with him, and in so doing, we actually make known his gospel so that this city and this province would actually come to know God, hey? So this is like, it's just an honest joy to be here with you all. It's, it's actually fun because my wife and I, we are celebrating 18 years of marriage today. So... Wonderful. And like every year, we're usually doing something ministry related. So I wouldn't say that's necessarily a healthy thing, but it's worked for us. So I just wanted to, because that's my wife and I married way up. So you all should know. Um, I should pray. And you all should pray for me. Um, so would you just stand with me for a second? Holy Ghost, thank you for fire. Thank you for freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, even this morning, we, we saw healings. We saw, we saw a couple shoulders restored. We saw like just some beautiful things happening. So, Father, thank you, God, that you are, you're in a good mood and you gave yourself fully through the gospel. So I thank you that, that we've been made righteous, that we've been made whole, and there's... We, Every like, spiritual blessing in heavenly places has been given to us. There's not one left out. So thank you just for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I ask that you just increase in us so that we could see your love and what you paid for. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so this is what's really fun is um, we, last year at around this time, I was sitting in our church in Peterborough, and, and we've done some really, really, really fun stuff in our city. So um, I, before I, I'm going to jump back a story before this, I'm going to share the story that I was going to share, if that makes sense. Um, I'm really good at communicating, as you can tell. Um, a number of years ago, we, be, we became possessed with this reality that in, 
North America, we, we came across a study from Lifeway Research and, and Alpha Canada and a bunch of different things. And um, basically, it proposed that only 10% of believers in North America have shared the gospel once in the last six months. Hey? And I, I remember I've, I've sat in rooms like this and I've just asked a question like, um, and we'll just be honest, like who has shared the gospel in the last week? Just put up your hand. Amen. It's so good. Who's ever like wanted to share the gospel but you just didn't know how? It's amazing. And it's what we found in these studies, as these studies kind of surveyed, the first one from Lifeway was about 5,500 people. And um, about 1,200 of them were Canadians. And so it was a good kind of cross-section of Canadian culture as well. But what they found was that the primary reason why Christians weren't actively sharing the gospel was that they just didn't know how. And so what's wild about that is that I honestly believe in, in, in just being here with you, at all, with you all and getting to know the first service crowd is that you guys actually want to share the gospel. You actually are like given to the mission of Jesus. And we're finding that right now in Canada, there is such a hunger in the body of Christ to actually step out in the mission of Jesus. I think we've recognized, and I, whether it, it had something to do with COVID and all this kind of crazy stuff that's happened the last year, what I think it more bears witness of is that God in his church, I almost slipped there and you saw that. It's amazing, eh? I heard there was a coffee spilt last week though, right? Is that correct? And almost there, so it could have been like the second header in, oh, that, I'm glad that didn't happen. Um, I was saying something. Amen. Which they should. So, um, all of that is that a Christian, like the Canadian church right across Canada, we're experiencing, there's a hunger to actually to see our faith, like to see the fight of our faith hit something in our country again. Right? We're actually going like, yeah, I'm actually born again of God. So being born again of God should look like something. It actually should look like me walking out of sin, right? Walking in freedom and then walking in the nature and the countenance of God in which when I lay my hands on people, I'm not just laying my hands on people, the reality of Christ in me, the hope of glory, is actually moving through my life and actually seeing the sick healed and demons leave and, and, and seeing people come to Jesus and have an understanding, actually repent of sin so that they could have the Son of God live on the inside. Hey? And so what is wild is, is last year, so all that story coming so what I was going to share is that last year around this time, sitting in church, and I just felt the Holy Spirit say, he was like, you have to give the future of the work you're doing in, in Peterborough, which was really beautiful. Um, he's like, you have to give the future of it to the equipping of as many people as you can in Canada to share the gospel. You actually have to move the needle on that 10%, move the needle on how many people are actively sharing the gospel. And it was like, it was like one of those moments where it's like, it was sobering. Like you, we've, we encounter God in different measures in different ways and whatnot, but this is one of those like, okay, 
I, like I felt the urgency in his heart for our nation. And I think the urgency in heaven is starting to match what we're, what we're feeling in our own spirits for our nation. And I started to realize as I was looking at different church planting um, trends and the amount of churches that are actually closing in Canada, that literally the future of the Canadian church hinges on the equipping and sending of every disciple. So our team got together, started to pray, and we were like, let's, let's pull together everything that we're doing and let's create an initiative that has now become a multi-organizational push right across Canada called Every Disciple Sent. And what Every Disciple Sent is, is literally a call and a roadmap to equip you and every believer organization, church, team in Canada with simple tools on how to share the gospel, how to see someone come to Jesus, and then how to disciple them in a way that they could go reach another disciple. So I'm going to get you to hit that video, and, and then I'll explain more, and, and, and just we'll keep going, and hopefully I don't step off a cliff. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, what's wild is, is we, we've now launched this. We started it in Saskatoon. We've had an event there, a school there. Then we had more schools in Sylvan Lake in Alberta. Then we had an event in Peterborough and a school in Peterborough. And now we're having more schools happening in Alberta this summer. And then we're having an event here. Glad tidings. In October sometime. I got the dates mixed up. They are on the website, but we're actually, it's really fun because we're, we're going to be partnering with you and a bunch of other leaders in the city to actually host this event. And then after the event, there's going to be this school that Spencer's going to lead. And it's all geared, again, to give simple tools, how to share the gospel, see someone come to Jesus, and then be discipled in a way that they can go see other people discipled. Hey, what's great is beautiful about this is it's just like so we got to create this video series, which is wonderful. Spencer was there when we were like, he saw the little office or, or basement. We were like editing these in, and it, like it was a basement with three dudes, me included, just editing. And it, so you can imagine it didn't smell because we kept ordering like all sorts of crazy food. And, but these video series we actually have that are, it's complemented with coaches. So as if you were to sign up today, you can actually go through this content. There's heaps of beautiful testimonies of like heaps and scores of people getting born again and set free and all this kind of stuff. It'll equip you in how to heal the sick and cast out devils and all that stuff, but also just the practical of like, all right, now you're like leading people. How do you like manage 
your life in a way that there's people calling you and asking for your help, prayer, all that kind of stuff. It's just brilliant. Uh, one of our team members really helped put all that together. But um, what's neat is that there's coaches right across the country who can actually walk with you and help you launch your own evangelism, your own simple church that could exist right in your own living room, right? Where you could actually be discipling people that you've seen come to Jesus from your workplace or from the streets or wherever. Um, and what is, is beautiful about this is because what, if we're going to see a transformed Peterborough, a transformed Moncton, is actually going to be through your obedience, Right, like the, the church living on mission and actually stepping into the mission of Jesus. Like, the, I, would, I would say it this way. Like, if you want to discover the heart of God, if you want to see a move of God, if you want to see revival, you always have to, the, to go to the place you know Jesus is. And he, he will always be found seeking the lost. Always be found seeking the lost. Recently, there was a, a man in Peterborough, <clears throat> and um, it was so beautiful because I got a text message from a friend, and you, she was like, hey, can, you need to connect with this guy. He just recently, like, he had an encounter with God. He, can you come and help disciple him? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, do you want to tell me a little bit about him? And she's like, well, he just had an overdose, and he just needs help. So can you, can you like, disciple him? I'm like, sure. So I invited him out to church, and um, he comes, and I go over and meet him, and he's like this big, he's like a bear hiding in a man. And um, so get talking to him, we're just, and so I was just like, hey, like, nice to meet you. And I like shake his hand. And then I was just like, hey, um, can I just like ask God to just bless you today? So I start praying for him and got a word of knowledge that God wanted to heal his arm. And I, sure enough, he had pain in his shoulder and we prayed and God restored him. And he was like, what's his life? He didn't know, but his life was being transformed because in this part of his life, he was actually one of the main arms dealers in our whole city. And what had happened is he had overdosed on a bunch of drugs, didn't die in the hospital, and when he came out and he was getting ready and he got his car and he was driving in our city and he literally came to an intersection and he was like, if I turn left right now, I'm going to go back to my drugs, all my friends with their drugs, and if I turn right, I can just go be with my sister and be with my family. So that night he was like, I'm going to turn right. And so that led him to be getting connected. And this one night, this is just before I met him, this one night he's like with his sister and all of a sudden he goes, without any prompting, he actually started to manifest an evil spirit. And he's like in his, his sister's apartment and he, he's like something, he's like, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like I'm under attack. And she's like, what do you mean? And he, and he then fell to the floor and started shaking on the ground. And he's like, he's explaining. He has no Christian filter. He has no Christianese. And he's like, and my mouth opened really wide. And I was like scratching at the floor. And I, and I was like listening to his story just like, yep, okay, yep. And, he, and he's like, and my sister didn't know what to do. And so I'm talking to the sister. I'm like, so what, what happened? And she's like, well, I called my friend who's a Christian. And she... She's like, so I called up my friend and they were like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, like this guy, he's like manifesting an evil spirit. It's okay, we know what to do. Just put me on speakerphone with him. And so she's, so the sister's like, yep, speakerphone, all right, here you go. And they're like, they're like, okay, we're just, uh, in Jesus' name, we're just taking authority over every unclean spirit here. 
And the guy, who's now my friend and, and our brother, is like, and then all of a sudden I got pinned to the floor. And he's like, and then something like came out of my mouth. And they were just started to command and take authority over evil spirits. Because come on, like Jesus is still king, hey. And then it was, it was, so, it was so precious. So he's like, He's like, and then I felt, again, he's like, he hasn't been um, discipled by our Christianese yet. So he was like, and then I felt like these other good spirits coming up my body with like hammers. And he was like, I think they were angels and they were like helping fix me. And he's like, and then when they led me to like give my life to Jesus, he's like, it felt like a hammer hit my heart. And then, then it just was free. It was like, on. Because, because the sister knew a Christian. And that Christian was courageous enough to invite that sister one time, probably six, seven years ago, to a healing service at a church. And the sister was freaked out. She had no idea what was going on. But she just knew when stuff goes down, you call a Christian. It's all she knew. All she knew. And so now I'm like, I, I'm hearing all this. We start discipling them. We're going through it. And, and some, now my friend, he's like, so, oh, man. He's like, I can't wait to, like, do what you do. You know, like, travel and share. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, that's, you can do that now. You, you don't have to wait. You don't have to, like, have this or have this. You're fully qualified. So I just read to him out of 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. You can turn there if you want. I should read some Bible, right? But it just says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself and not counting the trespasses against them, and he's committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And then I just, so I, I, asked, I asked him, I was like, does that say you're a minister? Just based off the word itself, does that say you're a minister? He's like, yeah. Say you're qualified. He's like, yeah. You've been given a ministry of reconciliation. He was like, uh-huh. I'm like, so nothing's stopping you. He's, he's a couple weeks saved. Because this has to be the truth of our lives. Hey? We actually have to be buried in the, the truth of this. Because when we do, like the Holy, Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Truth. So when we seek Him, stand on His truth, it, it gives the Holy Spirit something to work with. Hey? But what was beautiful about that is when He started to see, like, wait, I can be a minister. I've actually been called by God and been given a ministry by God. 
He caught it, and within a month, he got to see his mom, his two of his sisters, one of his best friends, and his niece all gave their lives to Jesus. And he got to baptize them. Isn't that awesome? And it's, it's, it's just this. It's like that same thing is happening right now in the church in Iran, in China, in India, in Laos. It's like when every disciple catches a vision that they are actually part of the Great Commission, that's when your city gets rocked. It's when your family gets touched. Because you realize that everything that Jesus paid for, the very measure of the Holy Spirit himself that came and, and brought the kingdom through Jesus has actually been given to you and I. And we realize that by faith and truth, we actually can make him known and partner with God himself through the sharing of the gospel, the discipling of another, that we could actually see the Great Commission fulfilled. Hey? Because if it worked for my friend, it can happen through us. Because it's God who qualifies us. I could, like, I could share story and story, like story and story and story, and then more stories like that that have happened in our city to the point where we're like we've seen in Peterborough we've seen third generation Christians now or because we're, we're trying to track it as best we can but as we've seen someone come to Jesus they've seen someone come to Jesus and baptize like we've baptized them and trained them how to baptize so when they see someone come to Jesus they baptize that person and now that second generation Christian has seen a third generation Christian. We've seen that a handful of times now. And they say like in, in China, if you can get to a fourth generation Christian, you've actually sparked a movement where the first person who won the first person is no longer in relational proximity to be able to even pastor or influence that person. So it's actually like taken on a full life of its own. Right now we're like, we honestly, we need that where you're actually passing off the priesthood of all believers to every disciple where we realize that the the move of god is one person fully alive and burning and knows how to see someone else sent because jesus was sent as one who gave himself to 12, and then gave himself to 70, and then he gave the ministry to all. And you have to think that when Jesus himself was giving himself to the 12, he had you in mind. And he actually wants to move, like he, he actually wants to move through your life. He honestly, honestly does. And he actually wants to reach through you and see someone delivered, see someone healed, see someone repent of sin, 
get free of bondage, and walk with his Father by the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? So what's wild is, is right now, like what I honestly believe that you guys as a church and, and Moncton and different leaders are a part of right now is like a, Cana- a Canadian church is going to be known for boldness again. In, we just did like our first event in Saskatoon and we saw 108 people come to the Lord. And like, and then we did an event in Peterborough. We did schools and it was just like, we just saw people going out of their way to go like, they were just saying like, God wants another. And if he wants another, he can have me. And if he gets me fully, that means he'll get another. Because he always partners with our obedience. He always partners with our obedience. And, and what we're believing is like in, here in Mon- like now through you, but also like when we, th- this event, like we're just believing like there's echoes of testimonies that are actually going to help shape the Canadian church, the culture of the Canadian church, that it wouldn't be a normalcy in the Canadian church anymore, that it was like, you get saved and you're excited about your faith for a little bit and then you stop after a year. Hey? I think they said like, there's, there's statistics that say if you've been saved and going to a church for just over, like freshly saved, going to a church for a year, I'm not saying this about glad tidings, I actually don't believe that about you from what I've heard and experienced through the people I know here. But there's people who get saved, go to church, and they stop sharing the gospel by, by over 200% by just simply going to church. Because they start to go like, oh yeah, like, well, no one else is doing it, so I guess that's kind of the normal. Does that that make sense? And we're like, and Jesus paid that his mission would be fulfilled through us. And we actually, like for the sake of what he bore on the cross, we're actually like joining with a great, like I, I honestly believe like I, I, just bearing my heart just, and I'm not trying to appear in any way more like spiritual, but I actually believe like the great cloud, cloud of witnesses is like, they're like, guys, make them known. Make them known what he paid for. That he'd get the reward of his suffering. Because he's not, he would do it for the demonized and he would do it for the sick. And he's out there right now knocking on people, the doors of people's hearts. And he's saying, come. Heaven's saying, come. And would, would you as his bride say, come with him? I, I'm going to wrap with this is that, like Paul said in Romans 9, he just said, he was like, I'm telling you the truth in Christ. I am not lying. I bear witness in my conscience in the Holy Spirit that I would rather be cut off, forever separated from Christ, cursed, if it were to bring salvation to his Jewish brothers. He said it three times. I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. In the presence of God, I'm telling you the truth. I'd rather be cut off from God if we were to bring salvation to one more. 
And I believe that the Holy Spirit, what he, he's doing, he's certainly doing in our team, and I, and I believe that he wants to do it here and, and through you, is that Paul was bearing witness of the, the heart of the Son of God who literally did that, was separated from his Father in order to make a way for us to be saved. He actually became a curse. He actually took the curse that was aimed against us and buried it effectively in his grave. That every lie and assault and fire arrow the enemy would actually be thwarted so that you could actually live in the fruit of his spirit. But Jesus gave his entirety and that entirety is the, literally the thing like when Paul was like you could know the love of God and the depths and the heights of it he was actually like the heights and depths of the love of God end in the same spot that Jesus, his heart was actually ripped on a cross. Like the baptism of power is, is for a baptism of love. That we'd bear witness in signs and wonders and healings and all that, but we'd, greater than all that, we'd bear witness of his love that would say like, for one more. For one more. And so I, I know the team's going to play, and I know there's like, um, I know there's, prayer, there's a prayer ministry team as well. But uh, I, if you would just stand and like just respond, respond to God however you feel is necessary, but I'm just going to pray. And, and if you want, like just put your hand on your, like, your stomach, your head, and just say, Holy Ghost, please baptize me with love. Whoa. God, would you just put an urgency in us for the lost? And not, not a, a, like, because I honestly don't believe that the, it's not a heavy burden to bear. It's actually like when we participate in his urgency, it's actually living like him. And we were always meant to live like him. And he isn't tired. He hasn't grown weary. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're actually like refreshing courage and vision. And I pray right now for the fire of the presence of God just to start to rest on you, that you'd actually start to dream the dreams of heaven again. Dream the dreams of heaven again, that the fire of God would actually possess you in a way that you would be fully his and that this church would be known as a missions hub. This church would be known as a place of healing and restoration and freedom. Thank you right now, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Thanks for listening to the GT Moncton podcast. For full services, head over to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or want to get connected, go to gtmoncton.com and follow us on social media at GT Moncton to stay up to date on what's happening here at GT. God bless.